welcome to the Women's Money Wisdom Podcast. I am Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. I'm Melissa Freidenberg, financial advisor. We dive deep into topics like work-life balance, financial planning, personal growth, and the intricacies of the sandwich generation. Tune in for money conversations that every woman needs to have. Hello, and welcome to the Women's Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg, and this week, our guest is my mother-in-law, Ruth Freidenberg. Ruth, welcome to the podcast. Why, thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Yes, well, anybody that knows Ruth knows that she one, is just a character. So we need to have her on the podcast because you're all going to love her. And also one thing she's known for is thrifting, purchasing items, as well as reselling items, both from consignment stores, dumpsters, dumpster diving, (laughs) (laughs) sidewalk sales, estate sales. And we love to hit up estate sales here in Girls Point when she's in town, but she also resells them on websites. And I think this is something that would be a great side gig for any of our listeners looking to have a side hustle or something fun and, and you can earn money from it. And also purge. And purge. So or, that's what... Or, down, or downsize. Downsize. Yes. My husband, Ruth's son, is always threatening that when she passes, he's going to get a big dumpster and just get rid of all her collection of things. Yes. And not only your husband, but all my other sons. <laughs> I have three other sons and their comment is, mom, you might as well get rid of it now because when you die, the dumpster's coming up and it's all going in that dumpster. Now, some of the things that I have sold should go into a dumpster. All right. True confession here by Ruth. Some of the stuff should go into a dumpster and some things I do donate, but for the most part, it gives me something to keep me busy. Do I make a lot of money? No. Could you? Uh, Not really. It's a hobby. Um, And you will get 1099s from two of the sites that I sell on. I do get 1099s, but as a retiree, if you make any 20, under 20000 you're okay. And I've got to say, without divulging how much I actually take in, um, I either cover the cost of my goods that I've purchased, uh, so that's a wash, and it pays for half of my rental in Florida. So, so nice. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good perk there. Now, I do know people that do make quite a bit of money. If you do it full-time and you're not buying stuff and keeping it, which I imagine you might be, Ruth. <laughs> I might be doing that, yes, on some things. It's or just, giving it to your daughter-in-law. Or, yes, your, or, or, or <laughs> yes, I've got some new, uh, what are they called? You've got some new Orphers, which is a Swedish crystal, um, tea lights, basically tea lights. And Melissa had one, and I noticed she had one. And in my thrifting, I found two sporadically. I found one in a place, and then I found another one at another. And um, Orphers crystal if you look it up online, um, one, it used to be really expensive. I mean, these things were probably about 80 or $90 a piece. Um, and I will divulge. You got to divulge. What did you pay for them? $2.99. $2.99. Yes. And, and, I what- might, and I might have gotten a 30% discount if I bought it on a Tuesday. So let's just say I paid $2 for them. Okay. So was this at Sabres? Probably at Savers, which is a thrift store. I'm out of the Boston area and Savers is a, a nonprofit thrift store. So it's similar to like a Salvation Army. Similar to a Salvation Army, correct. Um, There is not a Salvation Army in my area. So Savers is the go-to. And then there's another, I want to say a church thrift store, because those are usually better because the prices are usually better at those types of stores. Still $2.99 for something that's 80 or $90. That's a pretty good, you could make a profit. You could make a profit. Um, There's two kind of secrets to it. 
um, you really have to, it takes time. You have to look up the item and see if you go to eBay or whatever, or use lens and take a picture of it. Uh, Google will show you what it's selling for on eBay. So it may not be selling for a lot, uh, or it may be listed at, let's say $65, but then you have to go into eBay into um, what has sold at that price. And it may not be selling more. So they than, might be say, listing at a high price. They but might not be selling. listing it, but it may be selling maybe $20 seems to be a sweet spot for a lot of people on certain things. Okay. Now your sweet spot of things that you thrift is, is most likely tableware, crystal, Correct. glasses, teacups. There's several areas. So I do, well, teacups I've gotten very successful. As Melissa knows, I was here in the fall and I found a teacup for again, two ninety nine, um, and I sold it for $65, but not all teacups will sell for $65. So you've got to know your stuff. You have to really know. And I will tell you, I probably have 25 or 30 teacups that I've had for the last 10 years that I haven't been able to sell, but I know the ones that sell. So teacups, um, some glassware, I don't, I, I also ship, but glassware I don't ship and a lot of China. And um, so when you my, resell glassware, you sell it through Facebook Marketplace. Most of the time, my big place is Facebook Marketplace because people in the area will pick it up. I do not offer the shipping on Facebook Marketplace because I'm not comfortable doing that. I will offer my own shipping. Um, and if it's something that is very fragile, I'm saying, no, I've had one thing break in my history of sh- in the last seven years of shipping. So, um, And it costs you more to ship. But the customer always pays for shipping. I do not pay for shipping. Okay. The buyer always pays for shipping. Facebook marketplace is really good. And usually you get $20, $30 on an item. Um, I sell more of my antiques and things that are a little bit more valuable on eBay. Um, I had a collection of a lot of Chinese um, export wear and Chinese. um, It's like Rose Medallion, um, Celadon. So a lot of China, oh, glassware stuff, flatware stuff, um, okay. uh, China, China, table crap, table crap, yes. China, <laughs> table crap, China, my collection. And, um, that sells very well on eBay. And, um, and then I do Poshmark. I have some, what I call hard goods, tableware and Poshmark, but I do much better, uh, on Poshmark with the clothing. So, I have a lot so of clothing. clothing. That's, that's a whole, yes, other, that's a whole nother Ruth collection yes, yes. that I don't know. I'm working my way to get skinny enough to maybe take some of her, t- her clothing. We'll see. But shoes, I'm, I can't do that because her shoe size is way too small, but she's got the collection of shoes and purses and shoes, clothing shoes, to die for. So shoes, um, I'm a size eight. So, um, and in being in business for a long time, I wore the four or five inch heels and expensive shoes. They're harder to sell on Poshmark because if you've got a good pair of Chanel's, they only want to pay $50 for them. So they're harder to sell, but I do have those up there. Um, Evening bags I used to collect. I used to teach fashion history when I was much younger. And so I have a collection of evening bags. Um, Evening bags are harder to sell, especially if an iPhone doesn't fit in them anymore. Interesting. So, so that's a big thing. So um, I don't buy any more evening bags, but I probably have 50 or 60 evening bags. Um, they sell varying prices. And the um, other thing that I've gotten into is um, I like sparkles and sequins. And if many of you like sequins, you know that um, Alice and Olivier's sequin jackets um, sell for about between five and $700, if not more. And so the sequin jackets from the 1980s and the Golden Girls 
are made better. They're on silk. Uh, you just have to look to see if sequins are missing. But those you can usually pick up at a reasonable price and um, I sell them, but they weigh about four pounds. And in Poshmark, you can't, if you ship over five pounds, you have to pay for the shipping. So so there's extra shipping involved with the sparkles. Yes. Um, now's a good time to plug. What is your Instagram handle if people want to see some of your sparkles and collectibles? So I'm known as tableglamour underscore RF for Instagram. Okay. Um, my Poshmark is tableglamour, but it's G-L-A-M-O-U-R. Um, I also do Facebook, Table Glamour, or Ruth Freidenberg. You can look me up that way. But um, to give you an idea of my inventory, I mean, I've made mistakes, but my inventory probably on Facebook is roughly close to 1,000 items. Uh, Poshmark, I have probably 1,200 items, but I have 7,000 followers on Poshmark. Okay. Um, eBay, I, I'm, I'm low. I don't have a lot of items. If I have 25 items up on eBay, that's a lot. Now talk again, which are the websites that do send a 1099 at the end of the year? So the 1099 websites are Poshmark um, and eBay will both send you 1099s. Um, Facebook expects you, if you're selling on Facebook, to manage your own sales. So keep an Excel spreadsheet with the items that I purchase, what I paid for them. And then when I sell them, I put what my profit is on that item. You need to track what you have on Facebook yourself. Market off is sold and what the profit is on it, what I sold it for and what my profit is. I'm not as diligent on that as I should be, but... Um, Let's talk about profits. You said there's a learning curve. You figured yes. out kind of how much you can mark up stuff. So right. when you look online and you see what other things are selling for, what is what is your average markup from what you buy something in? That really depends. Um, if I'm looking at... So versus the markup, let's talk about what I purchase. Um, I like to keep my jackets purchasing and my sequin stuff at $10. So I don't buy anything more than $10 because I know if I'm going to sell it. Oh, Poshmark, by the way, takes 20% of your sale. Okay. So most thrift stores take like 40%, I feel like, right? If you do a consignment shop, a consignment shop takes 40% of your sale. So I don't do, I don't sell something in a consignment shop. Um, But so you asked me, what do I sell them for? So if I buy it at 10, Poshmark takes 20% off the top. So I have to think of that. Um, so I try to, if I'm selling, if I buy it for 10, I try to make, you know, it sounds low, but I try to make as much as I can, but $10 may be all I'm going to make on that $20 item. And you're not paying for shipping on Poshmark? And I'm not paying for shipping. No, okay. I always have. This takes time to get into this. You can discount the item on certain days that Poshmark will say, if you discount the item, um, you can offer pay for some of the shipping and we'll pay for some of the shipping. I don't normally do that. I don't like paying for shipping. I That's against my, my yeah. principles. And it's easier to figure out your profit if you're not right. included. And, but I do, I will tell you all my boxes I get, um, I order them from the post office site and they're free. That's why the post office is probably not doing so. I get free boxes from the post office and I have a printer. So I print my labels. So I'm paying what I am actually paying for is my paper and I'm paying for my tape. To tape the I tape a label on the box, so um, yeah. I mean it. It keeps me busy. Um, there'll be days where you don't sell anything, and you know I have people say, "Oh, I put five things up on Poshmark, and I haven't gotten a hit yet." I said, "Well, I have a thousand items on Poshmark, and this week I sold nothing." So you got to be patient. You have to be patient. There's millions of items on Poshmark, um, millions of items at different prices. You can also look on Poshmark to see if. You have an item and you can do a search and see if that item is being sold on Poshmark, the size and what it's going for. 
So you need to do research. And I think that's what takes the biggest amount of time is your research on your item before you put it up for sale. Now, if someone's listening and they're thinking about getting started, what would be like a recommendation for the first couple sales? Like maybe they're listing five items, maybe they're listing things they already have so that it doesn't really matter. It's not a huge, you know, rather than buying inventory. Right. So basically if I, if it's something I have and I put it up there, it's basically, I want to move it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to make a recommendation is what to put up there that sells. If you are on Poshmark and you get a Poshmark site, they will tell you what's trending and what is selling. And then you go and look and see what the price points are. Um, if you're putting up a pair of shoes and the heels are nicked and and, and the picture that you took is not good, you're not going to sell them. Okay. Take you a long so you got to have good pictures. You've got to have good pictures. The item has to be in good condition. If there's flaws in the item, you have to photograph the flaws And if you're selling clothes, so if I'm selling a jacket, I take the measurement of the sleeve, I take the measurement of the length of the jacket, and I do pit to pit because people will ask that. And so I make sure I do that. If there's anything like a sequin missing on a jacket, I photograph that and I photograph the label. So that's what takes the most time to do. Time consuming. Yeah, it is very time consuming. Instead of you're sitting home and not doing much, you know, and you've got a closet full of stuff you want to get rid of. Yeah. No. And I mean, I know people that do it for other people. Yeah. Even Alexa in our office, she, um, people give her a bag of clothes and she will sell them on Poshmark because she's got it down to a science. I don't do it for anybody else. Although people, the woman that I know, um, on one of the islands, she gave me, um, a designer and it's got a jacket, leather jacket, um, great looking leather jacket that she probably paid a thousand dollars or more for it. And she's, what can you get for it? I said, I'll be lucky if I get $250. Now I've had it up there since September and I've gotten no likes on it, you know, and it's a standard, beautiful jacket. And I have a pair of white, that's on eBay. And I have a pair of white, she gave me a pair of white um, leather Ralph Lauren black label pants that are gorgeous, perfect condition. And I put those up for 200. They were probably, you know, a thousand, nothing. So Hmm. you're not you know, you think that you're going to get something on it and it's like a bust. What was your biggest, let's do best and worst. So what was like the best item you've ever thrifted or found and then sold for Marco? So it's basically things that I've pay, actually paid for. So the teacups are the big thing. These certain type of teacup, which I have found and discovered that I'll pay, um, they've gone up in price in the thrift stores, but I'll pay $1.99, but I go on. So you're not, you're not going to say, cause you're worried that our listeners are going to go buy them up. No, <laughs> no, just no they, they're hard to find. And, and people, some people are starting to get into the teacup business. I, I will tell you that I bought one in Florida and I paid $50 for it. And I figured, oh, I can sell it for 65 or 75. And I got it home and I didn't look close enough at it. And the handle was repaired. So that was, a that loss. was your biggest bust. That was my bust. Um, I sold, I finally sold the saucer was goods and they're signed. I sold it to a woman for 25 and she said, that's fine. Cause I collected and they'll be in the shelf. So she got a good deal. My, um, if I own something, so I think I told you the day I was given a, um, a, a print, um, and you know, I researched the print and it was signed by the artist, uh, framed, um, and it's a good poster size, I would say. And um, so it was given to me. So no price associated with it. And I looked it up online and the galleries were selling it for $3,500. Wow. 
after I finished looking it online, I said, okay, I'll put it up for $2,500. Um, I'm in Boston. This is a print that is not an easy sell, okay? And I finally kept looking at it. And I wasn't getting hits, nothing on it. I had it on Facebook because it's something I wouldn't ship because mm-hmm. it's a framed with glass. And I had a gentleman say, um, which they ask you, what's your best offer? And so I said, well, 2300 He says, well, that's still high, 1700 And then he went away. He says, I have to save my pennies. He went away. He came back a couple of weeks ago, and he says, I'll, he lived in Maine. He said, I'll drive, meet you halfway, $1,000 cash. And at that point, I said, fine, I'll take it. And you got this item for free. And I got the item for free, and it was $1,000. It was cash. I met him. Um, I negotiated. I'm not going halfway. I'll meet you at this location in the shopping center because I had no idea who the guy was. So I met him in the shopping center and um, gave me $1,000 in cash. I gave him the print and we're done. So nice. that's probably my best my best one. Okay. You know. Um, and the teacup that was, the, the handle was busted might have been your worst? That could have probably been my worst, although I probably am looking at stuff in the attic and saying, okay, I got to get rid of some of this stuff and just donate it. I carry inventory over. So a lot of people don't do that. I carry inventory. Over. I have a friend who, if it doesn't sell in three weeks, she donates it. I don't do that because I'm selling stuff. That's probably three years that I've had up for three or four years. So I'm finally selling it. Yeah. And things come in and out of style. Like the sequins, when you started doing sequins, I thought you were crazy Yeah, this year. Well, I still think you're crazy. Love you, but you know, you can be crazy. But sequins are in. I'm wearing sequins tonight. For Well, we're recording this on Christmas Eve day. Ruth is here visiting for the week for Christmas. So um, I think we're all going to be wearing sparkles tonight. We'll have to take a picture. And I brought a dress for Jackie that I had acquired. So yeah. sequins, you know. So I, you were good. You waited and they're coming into style. Now you can sell some well, of your the, sparkle. So I can see a trend coming and I'll hop on that trend and it'll take a while before the trend takes off. So that's... So you got to be patient. I have to be patient. I, I use Venmo. That's another thing. I do um, a lot with Venmo. In some cases, you know, people say, are you worried about pickup at the house? There's some things that I do get concerned about. And if I do that, if you pay me in advance, I may put it outside my front door in a bag and let you pick it up that way. That's one. Why is Venmo the safest way to transact? Does that is that help Poshmark? Uh, no, Poshmark is a direct payment through Poshmark. So okay. Poshmark, you, they you get pay, paid. I get paid, paid part. Well, somebody buys it on Poshmark. Um, once it's delivered and accepted, the money goes into my account, my Poshmark account. And then, so if you never ship it, they don't charge the person. Correct. Um, but then I'll get a bad rating because the customer never received it because the customer can rate your item. So, I mean, I still have a five-star rating, um, and I tra- and you have to ship with Poshmark within three days. So Poshmark has their own money system. eBay manages the money as well. So those two accounts, nothing. The one that um, I use Venmo for most frequently is my Facebook account. Okay. Um, I do not use the Facebook Pay app. I use Venmo. And um, and if it's not Venmo, people are paying me cash. I do not accept checks. So when somebody um, or what's um, the other one where people scam people like cash app or something? It's I'm not sure what scammy. the other one is, but I find that the scamming is if somebody says, Oh, my phone doesn't work really well. Here's my phone number, call me, etc. I ignore those because to me, those are more of a scam. If you, if you're looking on the line, 
and you can't purchase online and do that, I don't want to deal with you. And yeah. those are usually scams. Have you ever gotten scammed? Knock on wood, no. Okay. No. I have no pickups and no shows. That's that's a different story. Oh, that's a huge Facebook that's marketplace a, thing. That, that's a big thing where um, – so I have a brand-new shed in my backyard, and everything is in bins, and they're labeled. You know, teacup bins, so they're all labeled. So when somebody says they're interested, I'll go, okay, when are you going to pick it up? Um, if they say I'll pick it up tomorrow, I'll say, all right, in the morning I will give you my address. I do not give the address out until the morning of pickup. So the morning of pickup, I'll say, okay, are you still coming? What is your estimated time of arrival? If I don't, if it's crickets, I don't hear anything. They don't get anything, but they'll still tell me. And then I'll send out my address. And, and that's usually the transaction. So if it's, some people will pay cash and some people, um, but the majority of people are paying Venmo. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I think the person is a little sketchy, like I will uh, meet them at a shopping center parking lot. So I, I wouldn't have them come to my house. So it's, you know, um, I've been doing this for seven, uh, about seven years now. You were doing it before it was cool. Yeah. I, yeah. And I was doing tablescapes before anybody knew what the word was, but um, yeah. So it's, it's been keeping me busy. You know, I'm trying not to buy inventory because I have enough inventory to get rid of. You heard that here first, folks. We'll <laughs> see if we get through the week without buying inventory, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, well, this is great. I'm going to have you help me set up a Poshmark. Um, I hope that everybody listening had a very lovely holiday with their family. And um, this was a way of combining both the need for an episode to air the day after Christmas and also spending time with Ruth. We're, we're Thank might, you. We might um, do <laughs> some research. Yes, we're gonna, no, we try. None of the thrift stores are open today on Christmas yes. Eve day, but we are going to do some research before she flies back to Boston. And I'll report back because I'm I personally am interested in doing this just to get rid of some stuff as I went down a few sizes. I have a lot of nice stuff that I never want to wear again. Um, so I need to get rid of it. So this is a good timing for myself and hopefully our listeners uh, found it interesting as well. Yeah. I will add one more thing. If you're going to sell your own stuff. Um, I have a mannequin, so I put it on a mannequin. The better part is to have a model put it on and then I cut my face off. So you really, that's usually when people want to see it on somebody. So Thank you, Melissa. It's been fun. This is fun. Thank you, Ruth Bradenberg. And I will link her Instagram and Poshmark on the show notes. So if you're interested in some sparkles or teacups, you can reach out and find her. Thank you for listening to the Women's Money Wisdom Podcast. If you found value in our conversations, please take a moment to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're tuning in from. It helps us continue to bring these valuable insights every week. Head over to womensmoneywisdom.com. There you'll find tools, tips, and a supportive community to help you gain financial confidence.